بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم All praise is due to Allah the Lord of all creation and may the salah and salam of Allah be upon the messenger of Allah upon his household upon his noble companions and those who take by their path and guided by his guidance until the day of resurrection it proceeds that this testimony of la ilaha illallah is the foundation of the religion and it is the distinction by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distinguished the believers from the non-believers and it is the testimony that all the messengers of Allah called for and invited people for and it is the reason behind sending down the books the revelation and it is the reason behind which all creation was created it was the call of Adam our father Adam and upon it he was and his offspring were until the time of Noah alayhi salam where ascribing partners to Allah occurred amongst the people of Noah so Allah sent them his messenger Nuh Noah alayhi salam inviting them to single Allah alone in worship to Tawheed saying to them as Allah stated in Surah Al-A'raf chapter 7 verse 59 Ya qawmi abudullaha ma lakum min ilahin ghayru O my people worship Allah you have no other God but him and so did Prophet Hud and Prophet Saleh and Prophet Ibrahim Abraham and Lut and Shu'aib and others from the messengers all of them invited their nations to this testimony to this kalima to this word to single Allah alone as the true God worthy of worship and to be sincere in that and to abandon any kind of worship to other than Allah and the last and final of them all and the best of them all is our Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam Allah sent him to his people with this word and to the rest of mankind وَقَالَ لَهُمْ He said to his people قُولُوا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Say لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ and you will achieve success and he commanded them 
to have sincerity in worship to Allah, directing that to Allah alone, and to abandon what their forefathers were upon from ascribing partners to Allah in worship, known as shirk, and worshipping idols, and images, trees, stones, and the like. They rejected that, and they said, as Allah informed about them, as in Surah Sa'd, verse 5, أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٌ عُجَابٌ has he made the aliha gods into one ilah, one god? Verily, this is a curious thing. That is because they became accustomed to the worship of, of, of idols and, and the stones and saints and, and trees and so forth. And having vows to other than Allah and to these gods of theirs and to sacrifice for them and seeking things from them, and seeking to relieve themselves from hardships through them. So, that's why they rejected this testimony, this invitation, by this word, La ilaha illallah, no true God worthy of worship except Allah. Why? Because it nullifies their gods and their objects of worship. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-Safat, verses 35 and 36, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ وَيَقُولُونَ أَإِنَّا لَتَارِكُوا آلِهَتِنَا لِشَاعِرٍ مَجْنُونَ In Surah Al-Safat, verses 35 and 36, 37, yes. Truly, when it was said to them, La ilaha illallah, they puffed themselves up with pride, meaning denied it. And they said, Are we going to abandon our aliha for the sake of a mad poet? So they called the Prophet ﷺ, they called him a mad poet because of their ignorance and misguidance and their puffing and false pride while they truly know, while they know very well that he is the most truthful of people and he is the trustworthy and he is the most wise of men and that he, is, he was not a, a poet. But it is ignorance and injustice and transgression and belying and deceiving people. Now, so anyone who does not realize and understand the reality of this testimony and know what it means and act in according with it, then he is not a Muslim. Then he is not a Muslim. The Muslim is the one who singles Allah alone in worship and directs worship to none but Allah. So he prays to Allah. He fasts to Allah. And he invokes Allah alone. And he seeks help and aid from Allah. And he makes vows to Allah. And he slaughters for Allah. 
and so with the rest of worships. And he certainly knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah the Most High is the one who truly deserves worship and that other than him do not deserve it. Whether they are prophets, angels, saints, images, stones, trees, jinn, or other than that. All of them, they deserve nothing of worship. This is solely belongs to Allah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Isra 17, 23 وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهِ وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهِ And your Lord has decreed that you worship none but Him. Meaning He commanded and decreed that we worship none but Him. This is the meaning of لا إله إلا الله and there is no one who deserves to be worshipped except Allah. So it is therefore a negation and an affirmation. A negation and an affirmation. It is a negation of divinity to other than Allah and affirming it to Allah alone, the Most High, the one free of all imperfection. So divinity which is attributed to other than Allah is futile while it belongs only to Allah the Most High, affirmed to Him, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Hajj, chapter 22, verse 62, That is because Allah is the truth, the only true God of all that exists who has no partners or rivals with him, and what they invoke besides him, it is falsehood. And what they, the polytheists, invoke besides him, it is falsehood. So worship is to be directed to Allah alone, and none to none else. As to the disbelievers directing it to other than Allah, this is falsehood and futile. Placing it in the, or directing it to the improper direction. Qala ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated that commanding all mankind, as in the first command in Surah Al-Baqarah in chapter 2, verse 21, Ya ayyuhan nasu, Ya ayyuhan nasu abudu rabbakum, alladhi khalaqakum, walladhina min qablikum, la'allakum tattaqoon. O mankind, worship your Lord, who created you and those who were before you, so that you may become pious and righteous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning chapter in the Quran, the opening chapter, which is the greatest chapter in the Quran, in verse 5, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ You alone we worship, and you alone we seek for help for each and everything. And also in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 36, قال الله تعالى وَاعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا 
worship Allah and join none with him in worship. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Bayyina, verse 5, 98 verse 5, and they were commanded not but they should worship Allah and worship none but Him alone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Ghafir verse 14 chapter 40 verse 14 So call you O Muhammad and the believers upon or invoke Allah making your worship pure for him alone. And in Surah Al-Zumar 39 verse 2 to 3 قال سبحانه Verily so worship Allah alone by doing religious deeds sincerely for Allah's sake and not to show off, not to show off and not to set up rivals with him in worship. And the verses regarding this matter are replete, all of them indicating and proving that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who deserves to be worshipped alone and that the creature's creation has no share in this. And this is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. And its reality, it focuses upon worshipping Allah alone and denying and rejecting anything and or anyone being worshipped or directing worship to anything other than Allah. And worshipping other than Allah exists. Idols were worshipped. Images were worshipped. Pharaoh, the pharaoh of Egypt, was worshipped other than Allah. Angels were worshipped besides Allah. Messengers were worshipped. Righteous men were worshipped besides Allah. All of that occurred, but it is futile. It is false. And it is in opposition to the truth that Allah alone is the one who deserves all worship. And the testimony, this kalima, this shahada, La ilaha illallah is a negation and an affirmation as preceded. It negates and denies any worship to anyone, whoever may be. And it affirms worship to only Allah. As Allah stated concerning Ibrahim, Abraham al-Khalil alayhi salam, what he said to his father, as in Surah al-Zukhruf 43, Verses 26 to 27. And remember when Ibrahim, Abraham said to his father and his people, Verily I am innocent of what you worship, except him, meaning I worship none but Allah alone, who did create me and verily he will guide me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Mumtahina verse 4, قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ 
في إبراهيم والذين معه إذ قالوا لقومهم إنا براء منكم ومما تعبدون من دون الله كفرنا بكم وبدا بيننا وبينكم العداوة والبغضاء أبدا حتى تؤمنوا بالله وحده Indeed there has been an excellent example for you in Ibrahim and those with him when they said to their people verily we are free from you and whatsoever you worship besides Allah we have rejected you and there has started between us and you hostility and hatred forever until you believe in Allah alone except the saying of Ibrahim to his father and this is the this is the saying of all the messengers because Allah when he stated قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ Verily, there has been an excellent example for you in Ibrahim and Abraham and those with him. This covers all, it means all the messengers from the beginning to the end. His call is their call. And his invitation to disassociate from any kind of worship to other than Allah, is theirs as well. So the believer disassociates himself from them and denies and rejects their worship and believes in Allah alone as the true God worthy of worship. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the previous verse said concerning Ibrahim when he talked to his people, إِنَّنِي بَرَاءٌ مِّمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ Verily I, إِنَّنِي بَرَاءٌ مِّمَّا تَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي Verily I am innocent of what you worship except him who did create me and verily he will guide me. Him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created him and created others, all the creation. So therefore, this disassociation is this association from the worship of any one and or anything besides Allah. Isn't he Allah the one who created them and brought them to existence from non-existence and nourished them with all favors? Isn't he therefore the one who deserves to be worshipped alone? So this is the what this testimony necessitates and what its meaning stands for and its reality is disassociation from worshipping other than Allah rejecting that and firmly attesting that worship is to be only directed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is the meaning of the verse in Surah Al-Baqarah 2-256 فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَمْسَكَ بِالْعُرْوَةِ الْوُثْقَى لَنْفِصَامَ لَهَا وَاللَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ Whoever disbelieves in Taghut and we'll explain what it means <coughs> and believes in Allah then he has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that will never break and Allah is all hearer all knower Al-Taghut is the name of anything that is worshipped besides Allah. So, every object of worship besides Allah 
is called Tarut. In this case, idols, trees, stones, stars that are worshipped besides Allah, or are Tarut. Similarly, everyone who is worshipped while pleased by that is a Tarut, like Fir'aun, Namrud, and others. Similarly, Satan, Shayateen, and the are called also Ta'ut because they invite people to ascribe partners to Allah. However, anyone who is worshipped besides Allah while not accepting this, not pleased with that, like the prophets and the righteous and the angels, then they are not Ta'ut. They are not Ta'ut. The Taghut, however, is the shaitan, the Satan, who invited people to their worship. As to the prophets, the messengers, the righteous, the angels, they are innocent from all of that. And they are not Taghut. They are not Tawagit, Tawagit, plural of Taghut. Why? Because they rejected being worshipped. And they warned their nations and the people. And those who worship them, they warn them that this is not accepted and that it is rejected. And that the true worship and the correct worship and the upright one is deserved only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore here in the beginning of this verse, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ Whoever disbelieves in Taghut meaning denies and rejects the worship to other than Allah and disassociates himself from that and makes it clear that it is false, then comes what? وَيُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ and believes in Allah. So he disassociates and then he, what? he believes in Allah that he is the only true God worthy of worship and that he is the Lord of creation and that he is the one who is all-knowing and the creator, the Lord of everything, the possessor of everything and is the one who is high above creation distinct and separate from them ascended his throne above the seven heavens in the way that fits his majesty his knowledge covering encompassing everything he is the one who deserves to be worshipped alone so therefore the iman is not perfected and is not valid except by disassociating from any kind of worship to other than Allah and believing that it is false. And at the same time also, believing that Allah alone deserves to be worshipped. And this is the meaning of what Allah stated in Surah Al-Hajj, which we mentioned earlier, 22-62, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّ مَا يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ that is because Allah, He is the truth. And what they invoke besides Him is batil, is falsehood. And this is in, and this is the same meaning with all the verses we have uh, so far covered. People uh, during the time of Adam, alayhi salam, and afterwards, ten generations afterwards, were all on tawheed, worshipping none but Allah. As 
uh, the great uh, companion of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, explained Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. Then shirk, ascribing partners to Allah in worship, took place in the, amongst the people of Nuh. So they worshipped besides Allah, uh, idols carrying the names Waddan, Suwa'an, Yaguth, Ya'uq, Nasra. As Allah spoke about this, regarding this, in Surah Nuh. In Surah Nuh. So Allah sent them Prophet Nuh alayhi salam, inviting them to abandon this shirk and ascribe no partners to Allah in worship and singling him alone, and also warning them concerning the wrath and punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they would continue on this. They continued in their transgression and in their disbelief and their misguidance. Only few believed in Nuh alayhi salam and his message. Most of them puffed in arrogance and disdained as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained in his greatest book. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do to them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us of his punishment concerning them after establishing the proof against them, destroying them with the flood which covered the earth and covered the top of mountains. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed by it those who disbelieved and disobeyed Noah. Only those who were with Noah in the ship were saved. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ankabut, verse 15. 29.15 قال الله تعالى فأنجيناه وأصحاب السفينة وجعلناها آية للعالمين Then we saved him and those with him in the ship and made it the ship as an ayah, a lesson and a warning for all creation. This is their punishment in this life. And they have another punishment in the hereafter. And that is the punishment in hell on the day of resurrection. Then, after that, the people of Ad, the people of Ad, to whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a messenger, Hud alayhi salam, after Noah. So they took the same path as of those before them from the people of Noah in terms of disdainfulness and arrogance and rejecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and misguidance. So Allah sent upon them the severe wind, barren wind, and it destroyed all of them. None was saved except those who believed in Hud alayhi salam and they were few and also after them the people of Salih and they are the tribe of Thamud the tribe of Thamud they also took the same course of the two previous nations. The, they took the path of the nation of Hud and the nation of Noah before. And they disobeyed the messenger and rejected the truth. And Allah took them 
by the punishment of the cry and the earthquake. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Hud, uh, verse 67, And as-sayha, the torment, awful cry, overtook the wrongdoers, so they lay dead prostrate in their homes. And al-rajfa, as Allah also stated in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 78, فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الرَّجْفَةُ فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دَارِهِمْ جَاثِمِينَ So the earthquake seized them, and they lay dead prostrate in their home. Then after that, only the few who believed in Salih and his message, alayhi salam, were saved. Then after that, the other nations came. Ummat Ibrahim, the nation of Ibrahim, Abraham, and the Ummat Lut, and Shu'aib, and Yaqub, Ishaq, Yusuf, Yusuf, Joseph. Then after that, Musa, Moses, Harun. Aaron, Dawood, David, and Sulaiman, and others from the Prophets, all of them invited people to Tawheed, singling Allah alone, as they were commanded. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah An-Nahl 16.36 وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةٍ رَسُولًا and verily we have sent among every community, every nation, a messenger proclaiming, worship Allah alone and avoid all false deities. And also in Surah Al-Anbiya 21-25, قال تعالى وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدُونَ And we did not send any messenger before you, O Muhammad, but we inspired him saying, La ilaha illallah, none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, so worship me alone and none else. All of them delivered and proclaimed and explained, all of the prophets proclaimed the message and delivered the trust and they advised their nations, and they explained to them the meaning of La ilaha illallah, and they made it clear to them that the obligation is to have sincere worship to Allah, and that He is the one only deserving worship, and that trees, stones, idols, saints, stars, jinn, and men, and other creatures are not fit, deserve nothing to be worshipped for. They deserve nothing of worship, because all worship must be given to Allah. And Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, when he transgressed and disdained and disobeyed Musa and went out to kill him, Allah led him to the sea, 
and drowned him with his soldiers instantaneously. And this is a hasten punishment, the drowning. And after that there will be the torment in hell. We seek refuge in Allah and we seek safety in Him. And our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam invited mankind to the worship of Allah alone and gave glad tidings in paradise for those who believe and he warned those who disbelieve warned them of a torment in hell so those who responded to him and believed in him were few in Mecca then and then after what they had inflicted of harm upon him and his companions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to migrate to Medina. So he migrated to the city of Medina with those who believed in Allah with him from those who were able to migrate. And so the city of Medina was the city of migration and the first capital to the Muslims. And the deen of Allah spread therein. And there, after great efforts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them steadfastness and enabled them to perform jihad. All of this for the meaning of La ilaha illallah, for what it stands for. Because of this word, which all the messengers invited their nations before to it, and Muhammad وسلم, the final and the end of the messengers, invited mankind to that, to believe in it, believe in it, what it means, to nullify all the gods and idols and images and anything being worshipped besides or to the exclusion of Allah and denying that and having sincerity of worship to Allah alone the mushriks those who worship and ascribe partners to Allah worship other than Allah or ascribe partners to Allah in worship they say we are on the path of our forefathers as Allah mentioned about them in 43 23 إِنَّا وَجَدْنَا آبَاءَنَا عَلَىٰ أُمَّةٍ وَإِنَّا عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ مُقْتَدُونَ We found our fathers following a certain way and religion, and we will indeed follow their footsteps. The Arab nation, from amongst them, and from uh, amongst them the Prophet ﷺ was sent and They took the same course of those before in disdainfulness and rejection and disbelief and misguidance and belying. Thirteen years in Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ invited them to single Allah alone in worship and to abandon shirk. Only few believed. And so even after the migration to Medina, they continued on their state of transgression. And they fought 
the believers in the battle of Badr and on the day of Uhud and on the day of Al-Ahzab, the confederates, due to rejection and denial and disbelief and misguidance. And they took help from the disbelievers of the Arabs. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all-able, gave help and victory to his prophet and to the believers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defeated the disbelievers and gave the victory to the believers in the battle of Badr. Then the test occurred in the battle of Uhud. And the believers suffered wounds and killing due to causes which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had had made clear in his book subhanahu wa ta'ala then afterwards the battle of the confederates took place between the messenger and the believers and the against the people of kufr of disbelief Allah gave victory to the believers and to his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and defeated the disbelievers and they returned in disappointment they didn't achieve any good and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave victory to the believers against their, against their enemies then afterwards the conquest of al-Hudaybiyah took place in the sixth year after hijrah after migration and there occurred what occurred between the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the disbelievers from the treaty and what followed. A treaty for 10 years so that people have in it security and so, so that they may have relations with each other, people in Mecca and those who were in Medina. And also so that they may contemplate the call of the Prophet والسلام, and what he brought them from guidance. However, the pagan Arabs breached the covenant. So the Prophet ﷺ conquered them in the year, in the eighth year after Hijrah, during the month of Ramadan. And Allah enabled him to open Mecca. And people entered the deen of Allah in groups. Walhamdulillah. For all praises due to Allah. So this deen of Allah, this great religion of Allah, and this is the Islam, its people need patience and perseverance and sincerity of worship to Allah and believing in Him and His messengers and to stand by its limits and its doctrines and to abandon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called them to abandon. This is the deen of Allah. And this is the deen of Tawheed and submission to the Sharia, to its legislations, sayings and actions and in creed and conviction. The origin of all of that is the testimony of La ilaha illallah, which all the messengers called for. There is no Islam except by it. From the time of Noah to the time of Muhammad wasalam, there is no Islam except by this kalima, La ilaha illallah. Utterance, conviction, and action. So the Muslim says, La ilaha illallah, by his tongue. And he attests to that by his heart and by his actions. 
So he singles Allah alone, makes all worship sincere to him, and disassociates from any worship to other than him. And it's a must. With this testimony, there must be the testimony of messengership to the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And it requires complete belief and attestation of all in all regarding all the messengers which Allah, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent believing in them all there is no Islam without that so even at the time of Noah alayhi salam there is no Islam except by believing in Noah alayhi salam and if there were to come a messenger right after Noah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then anyone who from the people of Noah is to know of this messenger, then he must believe in him. At the time of Hud alayhi salam, there is no Islam except by believing in Hud, that he was a prophet and a messenger inviting to the worship of Allah alone. And so at the time of Salih, no Islam without that. And that he is a true messenger from Allah. And so with every prophet that was sent to his nation. And until the last of the prophets of the children of Israel, and that is Isa alayhi salam, who is before Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, there is no Islam except in believing in him and to follow what he brought to the children of Israel. And so when the Jews denied him and belied him, they became disbelievers. They became disbelievers. And this is a matter which is overlooked by many Muslims. They don't even point to it. Except a few. Except for a few. Since the Jews rejected the message of Jesus salam, they became disbelievers. They became disbelievers. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Muhammad sallallahu the final and end of the messengers and made that entrance to Islam cannot occur and is invalid except by believing in him as a messenger from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, it's a must therefore to single Allah alone in worship and to believe in this testimony and believing in what it means. Together with the belief that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the final and end of the messengers. No messenger after him. This is what the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught the Ummah, the nation. And this is what is indicated in the book of Allah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Baqarah 2, 177. لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ It is not piety and righteousness that you turn your faces towards east and or west in prayers, but righteousness and piety is the quality of the one who believes in Allah 
the last day, the angels, the books, and the prophets. Therefore, it's a must to believe in all the prophets, and the final and end of them, Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam. And when the angel, the great angel Jibreel alayhi salam, asked the Prophet sallallahu concerning faith, he said, and he answered, and tu'mina billah, that you believe in Allah, faith is to believe in Allah and his angels and his books and his messengers and the last day, wa tu'min bil qadr, and you believe in the pre-decree, it's good and it's bad. So therefore, in addition, to the testimony of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, it's a must to believe in all the prophets and messengers of the past, and to believe in all the angels, and all the books that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed upon or sent down upon his prophets and messengers, and also to believe in the pre-decree, it's good and it's bad, and to believe in the hereafter, and resurrection after death, and paradise and hell, and that all of this is true inevitable to take place. However, the origin of all of that and its foundation is belief in Allah alone that He deserves to be worshipped alone and this is La ilaha illallah. This is the foundation. The rest is a consequence. The rest is a consequence to it. So whoever intends to enter Islam and be upright on it and to attain paradise and be saved from hell and to be a follower from the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, promised in paradise and honor in the hereafter, none of that will be achieved to him except by the testimony of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and manifesting what it means and what it calls for. So the first part, La ilaha illallah, is to single Allah on worship, particularizing that to Him alone, and believing in all of that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed, and all that which His Messenger وسلم, informed concerning the matters of paradise, of hell, books, messengers, the last day, the pre-decree. The second is manifesting the second part. Anna Muhammad and Rasulullah, that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, believing in that, and that he is the slave of Allah and his messenger, that Allah sent him to all mankind, and all to all jinn and mankind, inviting them to single Allah alone, and worship none but him, believing in him, following what he brought to them, and believing in all the prophets and messengers. Then after that, the belief in the shara'i of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the legislations which Allah legislated to his slaves, on the hand of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, taking by them, holding to them, like salah, zakah, sawm, hajj, and he sallallahu sallam, when he used to be asked about an action that will admit the slave to paradise and be saved from hell, he used to say, tashhad, you testify and attest, and la ilaha illallah, that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is Rasulullah. And sometimes he would say, You worship Allah and you ascribe no partners to him in worship. So in this way, he expressed the meaning. That is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. You worship Allah alone and you ascribe no partners with him in worship. And that's why when Jibreel alayhi salam 
asked the Prophet ﷺ, asking him, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, akhbirni an al-Islam, tell me about Islam. He said, Al-Islam an ta'bud Allah wa la tushrika bihi shay'a. Islam is that you worship Allah alone and ascribe no partners with him in worship. This is the meaning of la ilaha illallah. And in the hadith of Umar radiallahu anhu qal, he said, Al-Islam, Islam is to testify that there is no God worthy of worship except Allah wa anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. So this explains this. This explains this, that the testimony of la ilaha illallah meaning singling Allah alone in worship. And this is the worship of Allah, ascribing no partners to Him in worship. In addition to believing in His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A man came to him and he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, tell me about an action which if I will do, I will be admitted to paradise and I will be saved by it from hellfire. He said, you worship Allah and you ascribe no partners to him in worship and then he told him to the rest and you establish the salah to the rest of the hadith this is therefore worshipping Allah ascribing no partners with him in worship this is the meaning of la ilaha illallah qala Allah ta'ala in surah Muhammad verse 19 so know, O Muhammad Wasallam, that la ilaha illallah, and ask forgiveness for your sin. What does it mean? No. Know, O Muhammad, that none has the right to be worshipped but him, Allah. No worship to other than Allah. He is the one who deserves all worship alone. He is the true God. And the denial of the mushriks. To this word, to this testimony, explains what it means in reality. Why? Because they only denounced it, and they, and they only rejected it, when they knew that it nullifies their gods, and makes clear that their gods are falsehood. That's why they, they, they rejected it, and they said, as in Saad verse 5, أَجَعَلَ الْآلِهَةَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا Did he, or has he made the aliha gods into one ilah god? This is a curious thing. And then they knew it nullifies their gods. And that's why they accused him of being a magician, a poet, and mad poet, and so forth. So all creatures, they can have, they can ward off nothing, they can bring no benefit. All of them are possessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of them are slaves of Allah, the most magnificent and most high. So they are not fit for worship. They are not suited for worship. Suitable for worship. They don't deserve it. Because Allah is the one who created everything. And He is the one who stated in Surah Al-Baqarah 2.163 وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهُ وَاحِدٌ لَا إِلَاهَ إِلَّا هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ الرَّحِيمُ and your ilah is one ilah. La ilaha illahu. None has the right to be worshipped but he the most beneficent, the most merciful. So therefore it's duty bind. It's duty bound upon every person. Believer. Men and women. From jinn and mankind. To give thought and deep thought concerning this matter. And to give it utmost consideration 
so that the matter is clear to them. This is the origin of the religion and its foundation and its meaning of La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped but him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, in addition to the belief in the messengers, all of them, and also believing in the pillars, believing in the angels and the books of Allah in their original form that were revealed to the nations, be, to the messengers before and in the hereafter, the pre-decree, and believing in all that which Allah has informed of and his messenger. This is the reality of entrance to Islam and being on Islam. So many people think that saying La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah is sufficient even if they do whatever they want to do. This is from ignorance, great ignorance. These are not just words to be uttered, but rather words with meanings that need to be realized and manifested, to be said, to be acted upon, and to follow what they necessitate, what it necessitates. So if he says, La ilaha illallah, while he stands at enmity with Allah by ascribing partners to him in worship, then what kind of a manifestation or realization and attestation he is giving in his words, La ilaha illallah. The hypocrites and their leader, Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, they uttered it. But they are in the lowest rank in hellfire, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated about them in chapter 4, verse 145. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ وَلَنْ تَجِدَ لَهُمْ نَصِيرًا Why? Very the hypocrites will be in the lowest depths, grades of the fire. No helper will you find for them. Why? Because they uttered it by their tongue. While they disbelieved in their hearts, and they didn't believe, and they didn't act by what it entails. So their mere utterance is of no benefit to them. So, the same for anyone who may say it from the Jews and the Christians and the, and the, and the, and the worshippers of, of idols, all of them are on this path. It avails them nothing until they believe in what it means. And that they particularize or worship to Allah alone, singling him alone in this, and they ascribe to his sharia, to his legislation. And so, where the followers of Musaylam al-Kadhab, Musaylam the liar, al-Aswad al-Ansi, all of these liars, al-Mukhtar bin Ubaid al-Thaqafi, those who claim prophethood, and others, saying, La ilaha illallah, and Muhammad is Rasulullah, but those followers of these false prophethood, since they believe in prophets other than the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, those, their followers believe in these names of Musaylama, Al-Aswad, Al-Mukhtar, just because they claim prophethood. While we know that there is no prophet after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that's why they turned to be murtaddeen, upstates. Because they belied the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Ahzab 33-40. مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ 
Muhammad وسلم, is not the father of any man among you, but he is the messenger of Allah and the last and the end of the prophets. So anyone who claims prophethood or messengership after him, he becomes a kafir, misguided, disbeliever. So also those who follow them and believe, like the followers of Musaylam in Yemen and Al-Aswad al-Anisi in Yemen and Al-Mukhtar, Abi Ubaid al-Thaqafi in Iraq and others, when they believe these liars that they were prophets, then they fell in disbelief and they deserve to be fought. So therefore anyone who claims the position of prophethood, then he becomes a disbeliever. Because he belies Allah. So how about someone who then claims divinity and makes of himself an object of worship? It's by all means, he's a disbeliever, misguided. And anyone who worships others besides Allah and directs worship to them and gives allegiance upon that, then in this case he brings a great kufr, a great disbelief. So anyone who attests to a creature gives him the title and the status of prophethood after Muhammad وسلم, then he is a misguided disbeliever. No Islam, no Iman, except by testimony and realization and understanding and implementation of La ilaha illallah, utterance, conviction and action. So, what after this? What after the testimony in its right meaning and in its right course? Then the believer will do that which Allah had ordained upon him to do, comply with the commands, and abstain from the prohibitions. This is the foundation. And that's what we will discuss in the second part, inshallah ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa sallam, wa sallam, wa sallam, wa sallam, wa sallam,